Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things of being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast I am your host, Jay Spitz the King And you are listening to this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network Presented by Picasso Pizza Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza Shipping local and nationwide Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What is, it is Victory Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Victory Week after, we, so we just went through three division rivals, back to back to back, and we just switched the fish. And I got my man, the legend, the one and only Mr. Ruben Brown joining me again. What is going on? The Rube, I, I told you that's the name now, it's The Rube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told you that uh, Ralph Wilson story. Uh, it's all love, man. It, it was awesome to see you face to face and, you know, get to chop it up a bit. And uh, as always at all the Bills games, it's, it's full of excitement, you know, just to, to get up in the morning and to build up to the game and, and and just to see everybody's excitement for what could be and the possibilities. And then to actually go through the, pot, through the game and the Bills come out with the win, it just makes uh, the whole experience that much better. You know, because uh, we had an awesome time uh, tailgating with all the fans that came over to the Mafia house and, and hung out with us and, and chatted it up and just mm-hmm. shared their memories. And, you know, everybody's just pumped about the game, looking forward to what the Bills could do and, and especially beating the Dolphins, you know, Dolphins being our rival. So, well, you know what? The, the, the thing is, it feels good because the rival it's, it's actually a rivalry again. Like, it's back. 
you know, yeah. you look forward to the Dolphins week and not just, you know, if we're beating them and we're blowing them out every time or not because it's like two teams that aren't really good. You actually got two teams that I feel like I know the Dolphins kind of they just lost a few in a row. But I still think, you know, if we're going to be honest, the Dolphins have a pretty good squad Tua surprised me. I'm not going to I've been watching them all year. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I've been watching them all year. But um, against Buffalo in Orchard Park, the weather didn't kick in really into the fourth quarter. But man, he was he was putting the ball where it needed to be. There was a couple throws there where it's like, okay, is Tua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that him? Yeah. You know, people been talking about uh, Tua as a talented player. And I think for us, like the people that watch him, you know, and not in Miami or, or Dolphin followers, we don't watch, see enough of his day-to-day work and we don't see enough of the things that we would uh, would attribute to him to being a good quarterback. But when we do get to see him up close and personal, he's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a formidable uh, quarterback. And I, I think as long as he's going to be at the quarterback for the Dolphins and be healthy, healthy is key. I think he's going to be a, a, a competitive opponent for us. And we're going to have to, you know, build through the draft each year with these guys in mind. We're going to have to build in the draft thinking about uh, what they have over there with Waddle and mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill and the rest of the off- offense that they have. And, and we're going to have to make some organizational moves to basically keep them in their place and keep us ahead of them. You know what? Let me ask you about that because you mentioned Waddle and, and uh, Tariq Hill. They have speed. Like I feel like um, the, the Chiefs bothered us with that speed. Obviously, Tariq Hill was the reason why they did. But mm-hmm. now he's in Miami. You got Jalen Waddle with him, so you got two very fast, quick to me, good route runners as well. Like I think I don't think Tariq Hill was obviously Stephon Diggs with route running, but he does his job. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the secondary performance? I mean, they put up twenty nine points on us, and they. Um, you know, like I said, there were some plays there that, that Trey got beat that literally everybody on our defense got beat. And, it, and I feel like when you have that type of speed, you just gonna get beat sometimes. But how did you feel the secondary did against those guys? I think the secondary did an admirable job. I think they they stood up to the test, so to speak. Um, uh, I would say this, just like you alluded to. I mean, these are top notch guys. I mean, you know, you, you you just hope they don't go off. You know, you hope they don't go ridiculous like they you've seen them do in other games. And and overall, I think our defense did a solid job. It's very hard to play DB in the NFL these days. It's a very tough position. I don't envy those guys one bit. They're earning every dime <laughs> that they get for playing DB because it's tough. They you can't you can't touch the receivers. They they and and here's the key. Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they speed guys. And and you can't touch them. That don't slow them down at all. They just come off the line running and you know in top gear. And that makes it hard to defend. So uh and you know, uh our de- our defensive DBs move around. There's a lot of people shifting, some coming, some going, some slightly injured, some in 
But overall, I think the unit is is strong and solid and is up to the challenge for uh, people like Tyreek Hill and Waddle. As you see in this game, they got some catches, but they didn't they weren't the reason why I would say, you know, I guess they kept them in the game on some plays, but I don't think they were getting a steady dose of either one of those guys. I think each one got a big play in there to be expected, but they didn't have a lot of big plays. Yeah, I agree with you. And that was actually, um, I wanted to ask you about what did you see on the, the Dolphin side of things as far as their offensive line play? Because in the first half, man, it looked like that running game was going to be scary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they had they had some scary moments there where they kind of went off in that first – we shut them down in the second half. He didn't do yeah. that. Yeah. But that first half. So so what did you see from your offensive line play? You know, as an offensive lineman, when you watched, what did you see with Miami? You know, I think they were just taking aggra- uh, advantage of some of the aggressiveness that the defense had, our defense had. And, you know – Early on, it seems as though they were way more committed to, you know, trying to establish a run game. And and they came out in the second half. I guess they tried to start it, but it just never got going. And plus, you know, the work that our offense was doing, you know, made them have to shift gears. But you could tell that they were committed when they came out. that That was the right thing for them to do. They had to come out and do that. Uh, because you and I know I have Bill's defense all year. That, that's been kind of like, if you're going to get them, you might get them in the run game, you know, because we've been known to give up some big plays in the run game. But, but on this particular day, the defense was ma- able to make enough big plays despite whatever they had done early in the run game that, uh, you know, Miami just didn't didn't have enough. You know, they didn't have that. They didn't have the effective runs in the second half that they did in the first half. You know, now you switch that around, it might be a different. Te- the game might go a different way. Now, no, our side of things, um, Mitch Morris is out with another. I think for his career, this is either five or six concussions for him now. Yeah. Um, man, them concussions ain't nothing to play with, and and it, the, the offensive line is so much. It's so much different when when Mitch is in. It's a completely different line versus mm-hmm. when he's out. How do yeah. you um you know how do you view the line with Mitch might not you know with him being out? It puts a lot of pressure on Josh and actually the other linemen around. Um, you know, I would think you know Staffel being the older guy there. You know, they'll probably lean on a lot of information and assistance from him. But when you lose your starting center, the starting center is a big deal. You know, a lot of people might not, I mean, equate the starting center to being an athletic guy and all of these things. That's not true. The center can be very athletic. But the key component is this guy is the uh, – he he does all the translating, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he gets communication going. And as the season goes on, that familiar or reliable voice next to you or 
or that one, the center being there that everyone knows what his mentality is, what he does, what he sees, how he sees it. And, and they can play off of that. And you could see that the line, you know, aside from the early exits of some of the injured players, all in all was, has been gelling and has given, I would say, uh, they've overachieved their expectations up to now. Um, yeah, I do too. And I know the other day you and I were talking about Dion and, you know, the same thing, man. He plays big. He, you know, I, I know he's big, he's athletic, but I mean, like, he's just, he, you know, I feel like he's, he's, I agree with you from the other day. He, mm -hmm. He's the key to that line. It's his energy, it's his attitude. And look, they're going to go the way he go. Yeah, they are. They definitely. And, you know, they're going to listen to him and his direction and, and then they'll go for it. But that center, it is a tough, <laughs> tough one to interchange. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially with one that doesn't have as much experience working amongst the rest of the group. Now, the good thing is all of these guys are very familiar with each other. And when you practice with an offensive line, you are constantly with all those guys. So you get to know them pretty well. And if a substitution has to come about, you're a lot you know, apt to do better in a game with a group of guys you know opposed to, you know, a patchwork of guys that have just been brought in off the street. So they have an advantage there. Everybody's familiar. Everyone's in the group. But, you know, it it's not the same <laughs> once the ball is actually snapping. It's real, real play out there because you actually start to learn your teammates more. You can go to practice. You can talk about it all you want. Until you play that game and have live action in front of you, then you find out who your guy is next to you and how he communicates, how fast he communicates, or what he might need help on, or what he is, what he's really good at that you see that it, that's an asset. So there's a little bit of learning that they're going to have to do. But not too much because these guys, like I said, already been practicing and knowing each other. I, I forget who who did we just bring in from the pup list. Um, we just Ike, brought someone up. One up, Ike Bucker. Um, yeah, but they but they're familiar with him, you know. So we're not like going out on the street and bringing in a lineman and then plugging a man and trying to do what Dallas is doing down there with uh peters you know peters was at home on the couch and they called him up and, and he he what they he'd been on the payroll for about six weeks and ain't even played yet and i mean you gotta think about that you gotta get in learn the plays and learn the system and everything like that so we're not in that situation and well we, we should come out of it fairly well with the support of the rest of the guys that are, are doing a really good job on the line. All right. Well, let me ask you this and then we can get off the Miami game for a bit and we can kind of talk about some other things. I feel like you got a lot going on that we should be celebrating as a fan base, but man, Saturday night, this dude right here, and I got it. It's a shameless plug to go on buff and uh -huh. go ahead and get this design. It, it's, it's crazy, but 
Josh hurt his arm, so we've been calling him the Winter Soldier. He got uh -huh. the titanium. He got the vibranium <laughs> arm, and he out there. Man, Josh ran all over them boys. And then he threw all over them boys. And then it was just like whatever he felt like doing, he did it. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Josh and how he was out there just destroying people. You know, he's doing what he should do. Uh, I really, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to make any comparisons. Uh, but this guy, he is a complete quarterback. Uh, he's definitely a weapon at quarterback on the field. Not just what's so amazing and what's so cool about Josh is the fact that he can drop it from he can he can throw it from anywhere. The weather can be crappy and he can still gun it. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking, what can't this dude do? Well, he 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 can't be that fast. Oh yes, he is. He's <laughs> yeah. that fast. Yeah. He's, he's that fast. He's that big and fast. And um, I think what we like most about uh, Josh, what I do as when I watch him, is once he can get into the second level, oh. It's a miss, 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 mismatch. <laughs> you know, there's no safety or DB, uh, a, a corner or nickel out there that want any smoke with that. And very few linebackers, you know. I mean, if, if it ain't a D lineman getting a good angle on him, the rest of it is a wash. They're going to have to gang tackle that dude or he's going to have to trip on the shoelaces for, before they can get him. And, um, you know, it's it's really amazing to see a quarterback today like that being praised for that ability when, you know, I grew up watching a lot of the old quarterbacks and I remember, you know, Randall Cunningham and a few other guys that ran the ball really well and threw it and, you know, it was just no – no love for them guys, but when I played the video games, that's who I wanted to play with. I wanted to play with a quarterback that if he get back there and nothing up, he, he could take off and run with it. And mm -hmm. we all, all of us done played Madden. You, you know that's an asset if you had yeah. that quarterback, that Michael Vick. You know oh, it's over. <laughs> it's <laughs> over with Vick. Well, how you going to win? <laughs> you can't, you know. So I like that about him. And the fun thing I think I like about him is he has not not the size or anything, but that Doug Flutie uh, style of sand. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scramble over here. I might see something. I might throw an option pass to you. I might, you know, jump and pass it to you. I might just... Tuck it and run, you know, that's what the fun I had playing with Doug Flutie with all those different possibilities in play. And that's what Josh got. He's got a lot of different possibilities at the quarterback position. And it seems like now it's almost his signature play where he like runs to the sideline like he's about to run out of bounds. And then at the last second, he throws a touchdown. It's just like yeah. the dude's incredible, man. And and it's you mentioned Flutie. And, and for me, obviously, I know everybody in Buffalo is going to yell at me. But like Flutie was my favorite quarterback for the Buffalo Bills franchise prior to Josh. Like yeah. I know we had Kelly. I know he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it was yeah. just something about Flutie that like. Man, he just made me excited to watch the game in a different mm -hmm. way. He just had that it 
you know, it was just like yeah, that it factor that you just, yeah, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just yeah. like you knew the Bills was either going to be in the game or they was going to win. The, like he was, he was there. Yeah. And Josh gives me that same energy, but with even more talent and, and like the physicality. And you talk about his, his running the speed, dude, that one long run, the yeah. angle, uh, the, the safety had an angle on him. Yeah. And then he didn't like you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, he, was he, he, real fast. It was gone, man. So you know, yeah. I, I I just enjoy watching Josh play, and it's like you can tell he's thoroughly having fun too. You yeah, know, and that yeah. that's the part that I like to watch, man. Like these boys is out there really enjoying themselves as a team. Yeah, we like to see that. I mean, we're fans. You know, I, I'm a fan now, and I always have been a fan even prior to playing. So that's what attracts me to the game of football. Actually seeing other guys out there enjoying it and really mm -hmm. going at it and, and, you know, doing that like, yeah, yeah, I would do that too. You know, that feeling, you know, and they give you that feeling because they, they out there playing and you can see the smile on their face. You can see them enjoying the competition. So that's what we love about it. So talking about enjoying things, man, Saturday night before the game or really all day, because I, I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like we got there. It was like one thirty, two ish, and you know, we were setting up for the podcast that we did yeah. there. So me, you, Mookie, uh, Justice, you had some other people sit down with you throughout the day. Yeah. Um, we had fun with that, but then you know, you had let let us know about some of your friends that you had up there. You you know, you had a, a, some alcohol that you was uh, promoting, yeah. and some. Let me know about that. Yeah. So there's a. Um... One of my friends that's a promoter with the A-team uh, said that he wanted to get involved with us and he had some liquor that he wanted to, you know, get out there to the public and show him what he had. We also had um, a, a cannabis uh, company out there. I have a flyer somewhere. I actually forget everybody's name <laughs> that was on it. But um, we brought some people out there to do a little bit of promotion for them. They're interested in possibly partnering with us. So we decided, hey, let's tailgate. This way you guys can get a taste for what we do and what we are and what we're trying to, you know, present to the public. You know, we're just trying to get the public information, some insight, and, and, and give them something to go along with their build up to the games. You know what I mean? That's just my commentary and what I could tell them about the game and stuff like that. But these, uh, this company, um, the liquor company, uh, is uh, actually out of Erie, PA. They're a distillery, and they're trying to expand up our way. So we gave them an opportunity to present some of this stuff. A lot of it got a great response. That the apple pie moonshine. I'm gonna just yeah. tell you that yeah. that one that one did it for me. That that's yeah. the one for me. Yeah, they, they it, it's really good, you know, and um, I think it, they had a few other ones in there, but um, uh, we just brought the main one that really what everyone likes, and it, it was right. The test went perfect. Everybody liked it, so uh, the company is considering coming back. I, I got to pull up the name. Somewhere. I, I don't want to say a name that ain't right because I don't have it right now in front of me. But you I can go you. back and see all our stuff. We got the promos up and everything, so nobody's missing anything by me not saying the, the uh, company's name right now. Um, 
But uh, it went well for them. They enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I mainly enjoyed it because I'm just out there mingling with the fans and, and talking to the fans. And um, and uh, we we started early. Like you said, you you got there around one. I had already been there. And Anthony and the guys from Poncho's Army had already been out there set up and, and going there and feeding people empanadas and and stuff and just having a really good time. So um, these are the, the, the company uh, that helped us with the promotion. They brought out the musical acts and uh, we had some musical performers out there that evening that, that helped us, you know, entertain the crowd. And it was really part of uh, Sean's package. Um, Rashawn. Yeah. Shout out to Rashawn. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Rashawn and the A-Team. That's what they call mm -hmm. themselves. It's an all-one-stop shop. Every Anything to help you put a party together, you just call the A-Team, and they'll have everything from food to vendors to entertainment to, you know, you name it. So uh, Well, so I put the flyer up just so so we got Supreme uh, Spirits with the, with the alcohol, with the liquor. And then Canna House was there for the cannabis treats. Um, it was some man. Listen, if y'all like ribs, if y'all like. Yeah, listen, they had it. OK, the yeah. it was the, the uh, Miracles Highly Flavored was out there for catering. Uh, the A-Team band was there. My man mm -hmm. Bizzle was on the drums. They had a good time, yeah. man. Had a real, real good time. So I just I, I've been telling people since Saturday, I'm like, oh, no, if you're going to party, yeah. You know, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to party with like some of the other guys from the 90s. But right. it's like if you're going to party, I, I feel like Ruben got that down pack. Like he he, he does that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, there was a time when people were teasing me. I don't know if they were teasing me or being serious about it. But uh, I was starting to get, you know, negative feedback about me going to the Pro Bowl. And I was getting all upset. People was like, oh, yeah, you know, Ruben's only being selected to the Pro Bowl because everybody liked the parties he throw. I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, come on now. I could play some football, too. Come on. No, it was a party, though. I mean, obviously, you could play football, which is why uh, right now you are up for the Hall of Fame. And I feel like, um, first, I don't, I don't really quite understand and and we could talk about this next, I guess. But but prior to getting that, before me talking about what I don't understand, I want to celebrate you first. Saturday, I came up to you separately, and I just let you know how much I appreciate you and why. But but publicly, man, I just want to say, man, you it's refreshing that you know, even though you weren't one of the 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 four Super Bowl guys, you know, like you weren't on that squad, you still you you keep it thorough to Buffalo. You around Buffalo, you appreciate Buffalo, and because there was a time there before before this team, you know, mm -hmm. like before Diggs and Josh mm -hmm. and these boys got here where Buffalo was talked about, like it was like the Siberia of the NFL. Yeah. And so for you to be such a guy that uh, obviously you're about to be in the hall of fame. So for you to be a guy that plays on that level and then you put on for the city that I love so much, man, yeah. we appreciate you for that, man. So, so uh, let's talk about the celebration about this hall of fame thing, man. How does this feel for you? Like, what is this experience? Uh, it's humbling, man. I don't really know. I'm trying to put it into the right place. Um, and when I was younger, I poo-pooed it. I was like, yeah. I, I don't care. I, I ain't think about it. But now I'm older. 
<laughs> I'm older. And I'm like, huh, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, thank you for remembering, you know, because I'm older now. I'm, I'm done with my young days when I didn't even care what anybody say. And till now I'm like, I'm appreciative when people do mention my name. And honestly, that's what it is, all is for me. You know, now this year I've been nominated probably, this is probably my third, maybe fourth time nominated. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've been nominated that t- many times. I haven't made the semifinals yet, but that's no big deal for me. That's no big deal. Um, well, that's the part. That's the yeah. part. When I was about to say, I don't understand. That's why I said we could talk about that next. So yeah. I, I don't understand how guys like you, Steve Tasker, and, and not not just Buffalo Bills players. You know, I can I can go with other. Yeah, there's a lot as of well. Them. There's guys who clearly deserve to be in the NFL Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, we'll we'll throw your name out there for the first round of things, and then uh, yeah. so that we'll appreciate you, but they don't quite get you there. No. I know you you're saying like, you know, you just appreciate being mentioned with those guys, but but come on, man. It gotta it gotta a little bit gotta be like, well, damn, man, when am I gonna get in? Well, I would I would be lying if I said uh, I don't care. You know, that's not true because you're talking to a guy like yourself, you and I have something in common with football fans. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I know even though I played football. You like me, we started this when we were kids, yep. we were little guys. And as a little kid, I mean, anything football, if I would have got a football medal, I would have been walking around like it's the greatest thing on earth, you know. So uh, now I see myself, I, don't, I started out as a fan, I was fortunate enough to play, and now I'm back to being a fan. Uh, I just couldn't be. Uh, I, uh, I'm floored. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm really happy and excited and proud that people mention my name. But you know, by not making the semifinals and stuff like that, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because I put it to you like this: the the job I did, I wasn't a D tackle, which I wanted to be. I, I would have had some stats. I wanted to be a running back or something like that. I would have had some stats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we could have really had this conversation. But when it comes to offensive line, it's really word of mouth. Who Who's saying you good? You know what I mean? And, you know, linemen, you got to get a lot of help. The media got to hype you up and a few other people. But more importantly, your opponents, right? And so with that being said, um, I'm going to forever cherish being nominated. I could be nominated a million times. And on that millionth time, I could be selected to the Hall of Fame. But I'll tell you one thing, that it'll never trump, and nobody on this planet will ever trump it is the fact that I hung out with Cortez Kennedy several times. Y'all know who Cortez Kennedy Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And Cortez was like, Brown, you should be in the the Hall of Fame. 
I don't know what they done thinking about. And I looked at him. I said, yo, me? He's like, of course. What you talking about? Look at all <laughs> these other guys in here. You're way better than them. And for Cortez Kennedy to say that to me, hey, you put a stamp on my forehead said, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what nobody say. Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Fame, the MVP of the league from D-lining on a losing team, one of the baddest D-linemen to ever play the game. It was like, yo, you you better than all of them. I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. I, I, the, the Hall of Famer told me that, yeah. you know, and and I feel like if you want to have an argument, go argue with Cortez and see what because you, you won't go argue with Cortez. You couldn't. No. You couldn't. And so for those listening by podcast or even those watching, if you don't know, please go Google Cortez yeah. Kennedy. He's one of the just one of the greatest, most dominant defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to University of Miami. He, he played with the Seahawks. The dude was like second to none. Um, the, obviously, you have certain conversations about who the greatest defensive lineman of all time is. I just feel like, you know, you you can tell football fans like people really know their knowledge when they throw his name in there. Oh, if you yeah. don't throw it in there. There's a lot of times I don't even respect the conversation. There you go. That dude right there, man. He, <laughs> he, he was, he was like that. So I can understand the sentiment where you say like when he said yeah. that it was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. So the rest of this is just window dressing. I'll go along for the show. You can call my name each year and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to wave like the parade girl, but <laughs> Other than that, in my back of my mind, Cortez Kennedy already told me all I need to hear. So I'm, I'm you good. Said, you said we validated. We good I'm, already. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good in the head. Let's go in the barbershop and let's talk about it. All right, well, Bill's Mafia, let's do what we do, though. Let's make some noise for him. Let's, um, you know, hype his name on the socials like we do. You know how the NFL be. Uh, they they want to hear from the fans about these things. Let's make sure we put him his name in constant rotation when these conversations are up. So that way they know that they need to be talking about our man, Ruben Brown. So let's, uh, let's, let's uh, get a little bit into the, I, I told you before the show, I, I partied up, man. Y'all got me tired. So I'm still kind of <laughs> tired. So I don't know if we're going to do the full hour, but, uh, but let's get a little bit into this, this bears game. I think the bears game, um, it's, it's, it's winnable, obviously. You know, if you just take a step back and you look at the record, it's winnable. You look mm -hmm. at the roster, it's winnable. But what I've learned is these are the games that, like, you can't go into those games thinking that mm -hmm. these games are winnable. You mm -hmm. have to go in there on some, like, all right, we got to dominate. You know, we got to win this game. What is – so, Bills first, you know, because obviously the weather is also supposed to be another – I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's just – it's following the Bills, and it's following them yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Blizzard conditions, they said it's supposed to be like negative. I think I saw negative 11 or negative nine. Yeah. And then different type of cold out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want no parts. You won't see me in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see me there. But yeah. Bill's so Bill's offense and then Bill's defense. What do you think they have to do to, to pull this one out and to keep that win streak going? Look, you know, um, we talked about this um, about the last game. And it's that time of year, uh, speaking of the cold and the weather and everything, it's that time of year to get aggressive with your run game, hands down. Uh, and, and as we said before, not aggressive with Josh running the ball, just run plays, plays that you can check into, 
where you can hand off to your running backs. We got capable running backs. They can do it. Mm -hmm. We see it. It's just we have to be committed to it. And this is one thing I worry about us. Have we ever been in a game where we're committed to the run and we didn't get scared and and mess up because of that? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Sometimes people could come out with a game. The reason why early in the season our Buffalo Bills were able to march down the field uh, and score so easily and everything, they had a great first 15 uh, play script that they came out of the tunnel with. And they also whenever they came back second, second half. But they were kind of like just using like, all right, these are the plays we know based on this defense that we're going to try to hit these pockets, hit these, that pocket here and there. But I don't, I never saw in that first 15 of those drives, it never looked like they were out there to try and run. They looked like they were just out there to try to get to the end zone as fast as they can. And which they did where this part of the year, injuries, people wearing down football is all about that grind. And you got to come out and put that grind on from the first quarter to the last quarter. And how effective can the Buffalo Bills be with a heavy dose of run? Are they built for that? Well, no, 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 let me say that. They are built for it, but are the coaches, is the coaching staff in the box a little squeamish or get a little nervous if the game get tight and be like, Oh, uh, well, let's hurry up and pass it to dig so we can uh-huh. get it. Instead of saying, hold on, hold on, 60-minute game, hand the ball off, wear these jokers down, it's cold, they ain't going to want to stick their arm out. Listen, I played in Chicago, I know. It don't matter. Come fourth quarter, you got – why you think Walter Payton was so good? He, you oh. stick your arm out on Walter Payton in that cold weather, he going to run right through it, rip your shoulder, your pack, and everything. You're going to die right there on the field because it's so cold. I'm telling you. So just just run the ball. Establish our running game, man, now, right now, so we can carry it all the way into the playoffs. That's first. I'm with you. But, you know, I've been the one saying I don't want to run, Josh. This is the one game that I feel like exactly what you're saying. Like you're talking yeah. about why uh, anybody who was a great running back, because they've had a few of them in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me but that's me why. Thomas you- Jones, we did it to people. I mean, it mm-hmm. was literally we were beating people up because it was too cold. They didn't they didn't want to stick their arms or anything out. They tried to run up and butt you. And we like, ah, thank you. Because we, we used to it. We're going to mow you down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so use that cold weather, that unclement weather, and it's grass field too. It's a grass field. So, yeah. you know, you, you get a little bit more old school feel on that grass, and, and you not you need to grind it out. You can't just go out there and chuck it and pass and this, that, and other. I'm telling you, receiver's hands going to get cold out there. I'm telling you, it's a reason why Green Bay and Chicago be having the advantage. I'm telling you, it's that, that cold boy. Woo-hoo. See, but that's the, that's the reason why I want Josh to – like, normally I, I'm the one saying, like, I don't want to run him. I don't want him to be the leading rusher on the team. Right, right. This week, I want him to make them suffer. Like, you know, you got a 6 Oh, yeah, man, put the pressure on You know what I mean? Hurt him. Run with him. You can. 
Turn them yeah. in, get back there. Don't waste no time trying to get down to your third receiver takeoff. You yep. know what I mean? That's the that's the type of run I want to see from Josh. But I do want them to dial up run plays. And I'm, yeah. I'm tired of the NFL. Does the NFL look like every <laughs> run play, there's somebody in the backfield and stopping them? Does any running back ever get a run straight up to the line and be able to cut at the line? It seems like running backs are being tackled in the back backfield all the time, don't it? I mean, he's like a lot of that for some reason. And so, you know, so I don't know if that's because of um, because, you know, over the years, obviously, I feel like every year guys coming into the league are better than they were, you know, and then they're faster, they're more athletic, they're stronger. And, you know, so it's just things that now when you compare them to years past, you would be like, well, you know what? It's just different. They coming up doing stuff in college that we were doing after we was in the league for Mm -hmm. however many years or whatever. But then at the same time, it's like, Dude, y'all not blocking. <laughs> you no, know what I mean? Not. Like, I just see team after team after mm-hmm. team where it's like when they call a run play, the same effort just isn't there when, no, you, when you consider a passing play. And I just – I don't get – so I agree with you, man. I, I, mm-hmm. You have a couple teams that are dominant, but those dudes that are dominant with it, they just – they run like that. Like Derrick Henry, he going to yeah. run like that whether you block or not. And don't Thank nobody want to tackle Derrick Henry. Thank you. Thank you. And that's really the get- – that's an aspect of a football team – if they got you in trouble, man, because mm-hmm. that's a bruising <laughs> group, and they you're gonna leave lumped up. Um, so I mean, offensively, that's what I want to see. Now, defense, our defense, I think this is perfect game. Take turnovers, turn over, turn over, turn over, take that ball, take it to the house. I I, I hope they have at least one touchdown off a turnover somehow. I want them to knock that ball out. I think they got they can do it. And here's the thing. Defensively, I know we lost Vaughn. And a lot of times when you lose a player like that, you think, all right, we got to compensate more. So now we're going to blitz more. Now we're going to dog more and things like that. I don't think so. that's necessarily the case with this defensive line front that we have. I think our scheme of bend, don't break, and try to get pressure with the four up front is an adequate enough uh, attack to go in against the, the Bears. You know, I don't think we have to sell the house to go get the Bears and because Fields is dangerous. I mean mm-hmm. – you you over blitz him and miss him, he's gone. I mean, literally gone. I mean, it ain't no oh. joking about it. He's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, even though he's young, he's still growing and, and things, that's a chance you don't need to take when I think our front four, I, I forget who's up on the bill, but I know Russo's health, healthy and Russo mm-hmm. is coming on strong at the right time. At the right time, he's coming on strong when we need him. And um, I forget who's out, Phillips or Phillips Oliver. Is out. Phillips, Phillips was out. Shoulder, yep. Yeah, and Phillips is out. But Oliver's given us enough. And we, we got enough of a rotation that we don't have to make a steady diet of dogging and blitzing, sending linebackers and, and um, DBs. So um, because – I think if we got our 
our coverage team is superior than what they have at receiving anyway. So if we sure. stay in some decent base coverage, I think that'll give our D-line enough time to put the pressure on them so we don't have to allot too many people. And we want people back against Fields. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you, if you ain't seen the film on him, oh, he, <laughs> you right, he like that. Yeah, you want to keep a high safety or somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though he can't pass, he, he could throw some passes, but he ain't no Josh Allen throwing the rock. He ain't no Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, hey, if he decided to pull it down and run, you might be looking at six. And he's that kind of guy, you know, kind of like Daryl in the comments said, uh, Justin Fields is diet Lamar. You can't take this squad lightly. But yeah. you know what? That's the thing, because he he has that big playability where once he decides to take off, man, he can zigzag through your entire defense and score a touchdown, and like nobody would touch him, man. nobody would touch him. So he's and incredible, man. It, it, he does it effortlessly. I just like he, you know how like Michael Vick used to throw that ball and it just like fall fly out his hand. Like what? How did he do that? He didn't even use any muscle effort, mm-hmm. and it's gone. And it seems the same thing. I'm like watching Fields, and I'm like, man, he's scooting down the field, and it don't even look like he's trying to move fast, and he's moving fast. It looks like he's jogging while everybody else is sprinting. Yeah. It really does, and it's it's just it's yeah. incredible. Like, and I know we just gave Josh his props as far as his speed and running ability, yeah. but Josh runs differently. Like Josh, oh yeah, he a truck. Yeah, yeah Josh is a Mack truck, whereas yeah. this dude. Justin Fields is a Lamborghini, and he's, yeah. I mean, and he out here. He got he got all the control he needs, <laughs> and he going to get there. He and, can uh, stop and, and spin and go, and he got it. He got it. And I'll tell you what, if you pay attention to um, – there's a couple games, obviously, where they get blown out. Mm-hmm. I know the record isn't good. They're 3-10. and 10, But if you look, man, he keeps them in games, like, against good teams. Yes, that's the word out in Chicago. You know, um, everyone's upset with the organization because they feel like that the organization hasn't done uh, for Fields what the Buffalo Bills have done for Josh. You know, if you look at Fields' uh, surroundings, I mean, the general manager's been changed over. I gather he's new first or second year or so. Coaching staff's been switched over on them. These ain't the people that drafted them. And they teaching them a different offense than what he known before. You got to commend him for, you know, not losing it. I mean, being like, I mean, because I'd be slamming my helmet on them guys out there. Because they really, from top to bottom, they haven't helped him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You draft a guy first top pick like that. You you supposed to go and say, I give you an example. I told you a story about Ralph Wilson, the nickname mm-hmm. that he had for me. But the one thing that I loved about Ralph Wilson was he would come and sit down to the veteran players on the team and talk to them about, so guys, uh, what do you need? You know, <laughs> Like what 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 will make you win some more games? And I'll never forget the year I was a rookie and Jim Kelly, we were sitting on the bench, and Jim Kelly was like, you know what, Ralph, you got enough. You need to build something as big as an airplane hanger over there so we don't have to go in this little blow-up bubble anymore. 
Next year, Ralph Wilson built this, what is the facilities that the Buffalo Bills are in today. He did that within one year after talking to his player on the sideline. You tell me. A guy that was committed, that's somebody committed to me. I'm going to get what we need for our guys. And Chicago's not doing that for Fields as of, as of right now. That Ralph story is interesting to me because, and I know obviously after Jim and after a lot of the guys left, the, yeah. the narrative changed. But for a while there, people were saying that Ralph was cheap and that he wasn't going to spend. <laughs> but like when you hear stuff like this, it's like, no, nah, man, these dudes not only were drafted, but you you had relationship. He treated y'all like like sons or nephews or whatever. And, I, you know, so yeah. I love hearing that. But but back to your point about Justin Fields, man, this year they, they traded away Allen Robinson. You know, they, they sent him out to L.A. They, you know, yeah, I like Mooney. Uh, he's injured, I believe. I think he's on yeah. injured reserve right now. Uh, they got a couple good running backs. Khalil Herbert is really good. Montgomery yeah. is really good. But they don't run him right. The offensive line isn't. We just talked about how they can't even get out the backfield Mishmash. before they got two guys hitting on him. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so it really does feel like they're only they – ha- he has a great tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, great, maybe – is a very good I'm, I'm reaching yeah he's really good I think he can be great if they yeah. develop the rest of the team around him and give her mm-hmm. um it give Phil's the opportunity to really develop into a good passenger as well but but no he's dangerous man I, I I'm not nervous where it's like we're gonna lose the game but it's like mm-hmm. yo y'all better <laughs> y'all better yeah. watch this he can have three rushing touchdowns by halftime yeah. if y'all don't pay attention see honestly if the Bills are smart coaching staff is smart this is a great game for them to be like well, let's get start tuned up for the playoffs. This mm-hmm. is the type of team that you could practice like playoff type scenario with because, you know, you got an explosive uh, running uh, quarterback over there that could sneak away from you and accidentally score two touchdowns and you didn't expect it. And now here you're in a tight game. You know what I mean? And you got to dig yourself out of it. And we need this joker now. And this be this is the perfect team to do a practice run on a team that's got uh, enough fight in them. You know what I mean? It's it's like that boxing match you tune up before the heavyweight fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you go in there slipping, the guy might knock you out. But if you go in there and do what you're supposed to do, you should knock him out in the in the third, fourth round or something like that. You, he shouldn't be hanging around in the fourth. He should be done. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm wishing. And um, with them being the NFC team, I, I enjoy watching them and I enjoy, um, you know, rooting for fields. I'm not going to root for him this weekend, but, um, yeah. man, it's – it's going to be a cold one. Now, we talked Saturday, and then, then we can get on out of here. Uh, mm. But Saturday on, on your show, we talked a little bit about, like, playing in the weather. And you actually enjoyed playing in the snow weather like that. Mm. Do you enjoy playing in this type, like the negative 9, negative 10-degree weather? Oh, negative is, is the worst. And, no, I don't like it. Um, I, I, when I was younger, I could handle it a lot better. The older I got, the worse I could not handle it. I mean, if someone scratches you on your skin, like I was the lineman that I didn't wear sleeves. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking, <laughs> if someone just gently scratches your arm, it feels like someone just sliced you open with a blade. I'm telling you, like a scratch. 
you you would have to look at your arm to see if you're bleeding because that's how bad like a scratch across your skin feels in that type of cold weather. People don't understand that. Like, I, I if you want to know that what it feels like, go get a knife and cut yourself. <laughs> and Man. You'll know what it feels like to play in that type of weather. See, I, see, I just everything about that, the way you just said it, I, I don't want no parts of it. I, I don't want to <laughs> like that's just, and that's why I said like, yeah, I, I, I yeah. made the sacrifice and made the trip this past weekend. Yeah, don't Chicago's do it. Different. Don't do it. Listen, yeah, I want. I did it because I love the, the competitive. I'm a football player. I go out there and anything and do it, but I live and came away from the experience. And I can tell you, unless you're getting paid to go to <laughs> stay your ass at home watching on TV. Because <laughs> look, I'm watching them on TV and I'm going, woo, woo, woo. And I tell you what, even if you get if you're getting paid, it depends on that check. Cause some, yeah, cause, yeah n- not all checks are created equal, man. <laughs> they, not, they not, boy, boy. But I appreciate it, Jay. You the man. Yeah, man. I always appreciate you. So we are gonna get on out of here. Why don't you let every? You got anything coming up that you want to uh, plug real quick? Or no, no. I'm actually gonna be going to Chicago for the game. I'm taking my Ooh. son out there. He's a my son's a Bears fan. My oldest is a Bears fan. My my daughter and my middle son, they're Bills fans. So okay, I mean, that, you know, he got a fair though. He got a fair yeah, to play. Yeah, but, yeah I, I can't be mad. People. Yeah, I said I tell people you can't get mad, man. You know what I mean? It, it's what it is. Um, they show me love. I'm going out there to check the game out, and um, you know I, we just rooting for the Bills, man. We're looking for them to pull this win off and and keep it going. Now the, now the bills do they? I mean, you ain't got to, but I mean, they gonna keep you warm at least, all right? The bills gonna push you somewhere, or are you gonna be in the stands with people? Actually, the bears gonna keep me warm. <laughs> okay, no, okay, uh, yeah, good, okay, yeah, yeah stay bears, warm, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, all right, I'm gonna get on out of here too, man. I, y'all already know how much I told you. I appreciate my man Rube, and I do need y'all to know that the code of conduct is brought to you by my man Buffalo Freddy at seven one six four Freddy. That's seven one six four three seven three 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 nine. I know I just told y'all how the A team and them boys had some good barbecue, but I'm gonna tell you what, Dan has better barbecue and better brisket. Got some of the best brisket in Western New York. If you don't believe me. Hit my man Dan Freddy up. He going to do that thing for you. If you don't like it, I'll zail you back your refund. And then on top of that, if y'all need to party, he got tents. He got chairs and tables and all this stuff. He got the bounce house. It's cold right now, but he got the bounce houses. And he got all – he got a shirt gun. So if you want to be in the back like you at the game and be popping on – we did it at the the Mafia House Saturday. He got all of that stuff that you need. Hit my man Buffalo Freddy up. That's 7164-Freddy. Again, 7164-373339. Hey, and y'all know how I do it over here with the Code of Conduct. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. Code of Conduct.